Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It, of course, is Friday. Ice Cube's favorite day. (laughs) Um, I'm such a big fan of Ice Cube. And I love that movie and I love that song. But today, I wanted to, you know, I turned on the TV and I forgot that Turner Classic Movies was doing, you know, their Summer Under the Stars and Gone with the Wind was on, and I thought, oh, they must be paying tribute to Vivian Lee. Woo! Vivian Lee, what can I say? A British actress who, um, here, let's, Scarlett O'Hara in the 1939 ep- let's let this clip tell you a little more about Miss Lee. Beautiful. Miss Lee was on the receiving end of the most famous line of dialogue in 20th century cinema as Scarlett O'Hara in the 1939 epic Gone with the Wind. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But that doesn't mean her performance in the film isn't equally iconic. Scarlett is an antebellum Southern woman desperate to restore her family to their former status before the Civil War. It's a demanding role as Scarlett frequently yo-yos between ferocity, despair, and spoiled outrage in a saga covering over a decade of her life but lee manages to craft a character who is both contemptible and tragic and that's no small task in a nearly four-hour melodrama that all but invented the idea of hollywood spectacle it's not the most socially conscious movie and it's loaded with characters you'd never want to hang out with under any circumstance but gone with the wind is one of those singular films that everyone should see at least once Ah, so that's turner classic movies under the stars Talking about Miss Vivian Lee. Vivian Lee, uh, can I just say, gorgeous, gorgeous. And here she is, this British actress, and she's playing Scarlett O'Hara. And it, you know, and it came under fire for that. And she went on to win the Oscar and won another Oscar for playing Blanche Dubois in A Streetcar Named Desire. Which was originated on stage uh, on Broadway by um, Jessica Tandy. Oh my God, Vivian Lee. Vivian Mary Hartley. Born November 5th, 1913 in Darjeeling, Bengal, Presidency, British India. Died too young at the age of 53 on July 8th, 1967 in Belgravia, London. She was also Lady Olivier. Because she was married to Laurence Olivier from, uh, how long were they married? 1940 to 1960. Her final partner was John Melivere from 1960 to 1967. Uh, her first husband, Herbert Lee Holman, um, 1932 to 1940. She had a daughter, Suzanne Farrington, who died in 2015. Sad, sad. Very, I mean, if you think of Vivian Lee before Gone with the Wind and after Gone with the Wind and then before Streetcar Named Desire and after Streetcar Named Desire. And, you know, the sad thing is she suffered from mental illness. And at the time, it wasn't, at that time you didn't talk about it. You didn't. Now we have so many things in place that could help her. But at at that time, no. The one film of hers that I really enjoyed 
was the ha- that Hamilton woman. Because it was, I mean, she did it with Laurence Olivier. I mean, so glamorous. She's doing it in her natural British accent. Where in Gone with the Wind, she's, you know, doing this southern accent. So, um, here's a trailer for That Hamilton Woman. Came out 81 years. Years ago. This woman is known to the world. Look closely. Do you recognize her? Listen to her story, then condemn her. If you can. Shame? I'm not ashamed. There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's true there were men in my life before Charles. I admit it. I made mistakes. I was young. I was stupid. I believed in men and their promises. But Charles knew about me before he took me into the house. Oh, I know. She helped you. She encouraged you. Why, it was part of her plan to play upon your vanity. And she's quite capable of declaring you the father of our child. Francis, control yourself. As long as I live, I shall be your wife. We've been living in a dream. And now we are faced with the truth. How ugly it is. How terribly ugly. Here moves drama the screen has seldom known. A daring, intimate story of a glorious woman fighting the irresistible power of love. With lovely Vivian Lee in a worthy challenge to her Academy Award-winning role as Scarlett O'Hara, Laurence Olivier. There is another actress in that Hamilton woman in, okay... Uh, which, okay, at the time it was titled Lady Hamilton. In the U.S. it was released as That Hamilton Woman. So, difference between the U.K. and America. But there was another actress in that trailer who is very well known on the British stage, as well as film. And she's also known for a film she did with Betty Davis. Now Voyager. We should play her mother, the effervescent Gladys Cooper. And Gladys Cooper, I mean, never won an Oscar, was nominated multiple times. And when you hear that voice, you know it's Gladys Cooper. As you can tell, I love the classics. So, yeah, um, I'm hoping at some point to have Jason Almy on this show because I have been immersing myself with Marlena Dietrich. Um, if you watch the documentaries, interesting. To hear her daughter talk about her, oh, Lord, you know. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Now, the other documentary that I have, I've seen before. It's called Marlena. It was done uh, by the late Maximilian Schell, who worked with Marlena Dietrich on Judgment at Nuremberg. He won an Oscar for Judgment at Nuremberg. Brilliant, brilliant actor. He's also in The Man in the Glass Booth. See, I know my I know my film stuff. So does Jason. So, um, yeah. 
I, I'd love to have him on the show because I feel we're both immersing ourselves with Marlena Dietrich. Marlena Dietrich was not your typical actress. But then again, neither was Vivian Lee. Because if you look at the roles that Vivian Lee played, and then the sad thing is, you know, Vivian Lee, and I said this before, was very, very beautiful. Very, very striking. Okay? So to see her on the screen like that, and yeah, people were pissed that she wasn't Southern and she's playing Scarlett O'Hara, but they couldn't take away as how beautiful she was. At the same time, that's a blessing and a curse because then people think when you're that beautiful, you can't act. Same thing happened to Paul Newman. People assume Paul Newman was so good looking, he didn't have to act when he really was a really great actor. Same with Vivian Lee. Oh my goodness. I mean, there's so much that has been said about Gone with the Wind. I've seen it multiple times. Um, for me, I mean, you know, yeah, there's parts in it where you just kind of, you kind of shudder. You shudder and you, and you cringe and, but you remember that Hattie McDaniel really, she was the one who raised Scarlet. She could she could smack the shit out of Scarlet, and she probably wanted to. So, but at the same time, yeah, you know the the film still even to this day. You know, luckily they did like this like intro and a discretionary, you know, caption talking about you know the time that it was made in and um. So, and I'm I'm really disliking these YouTube commercials. And eventually, when I come into some more money, I will shell out and I will uh, get rid of the commercials. So here we go. This war talk's spoiling all the fun at every party this spring. I get so bored, I could scream. I haven't thought about that yet. I'll, I'll think about that tomorrow. Oh. Can't be true. Ashley loves me. Call it. Oh, yes, and you is. You was going to eat every mouthful of this. I'm not. Little Dee Dee. Ashley Wilkes told me he likes to see a girl with a healthy appetite. Now, what's interesting is is how she, you know, she's able to carry that Southern accent, and it's and it's and it's a Georgia Southern accent. Let's ask Blanche Devereaux, hello of Golden Girls, you know, because in reality, Ruma Callahan, did I say her name right? I, I've always felt that I say it wrong. Let's ask. Hey, Siri, who played Blanche Devereaux on Golden Girls? Let's see. Here's what I found from Wikipedia. Blanche was portrayed by Rue McClanahan for eight years. Rue McClan- McClanahan. Thank you. Rue McClana- McClanahan played Blanche Devereaux. Now, Blanche Devereaux was from Atlanta, Georgia. Rue McClan- McClanahan was from Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Total different cadence. Total different accent. Okay? So, with Vivian Lee, she's playing an, an a, a Georgia, Georgia Peach, basically. And at the t- same time, she's this, she's this British, you know, 
was born into into a well-to-do uh, family. And and yeah. And then she marries Laurence Olivier and shit, you know. And it lasted a couple of years and from what I read, you know, a lot happened. I think really really at the heart of it was her mental illness. And like I said, today we have stuff in place that can that could have helped her. The same the same can be said about Marilyn Monroe, you know, um, being turned into a subject sex object, being seen as a dumb blonde. And I remember watching this uh, Ladies Home Journal thing in 1999, and Gloria Steinem talked about that. She met Marilyn Monroe, and she was haunted by her. And how the women's movement could have helped her. The women's movement also could have helped Vivian Lee. Because Vivian Lee was the a really interesting example of a really great actress at the top of her of her game. Wins the Academy Award, and she is, you know, married, going through a divorce. So is Sir Lawrence Olivier. They're having an affair. And she puts and she puts all of her stuff into that basket of Laurence Olivier and becomes Lady Olivier, okay. And then what happens? The marriage doesn't work, and sadly, she's passed over for Joan Plowright. Joan, Pl- Joan Plowright became Lady Olivier, all right. Yeah, and then later became I think Dame Plowright. I don't know. You know, so and that's the sad thing. And so maybe the women's right movement, it could have helped Vivian Lee realize she didn't. She wasn't in the shadow of Sir Lawrence Olivier, because at that time in 1939, 1940, she was the bigger star. Okay. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward tonight to watching that Hamilton woman, which was, I think, called Lady Hamilton in England. But that Hamilton woman in, in the U.S. Right now, what's on? Waterloo Bridge. Okay. So, yeah, they're, they are really celebrating Vivian Lee. I like that when Turner Classic Movies, they do that and they celebrate these actors. And we get to watch these films and immerse ourselves. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be right if I didn't play the film really that, you know, because there's, yes, there's, there's Gone with the Wind. And then there's Streetcar Named Desire. And that's where it get it gets puddly. It gets puddly. And what I mean by that is it's a puddle of emotion because Vivian Lee was able to, Go from a, a Georgia Peach to, to a Southern Bale again who's got issues. And ride six blocks and get a- I never lied in my heart. Marry me, Mitch. No, I don't think I want to marry you anymore. No? No, you're not clean enough to bring in the house with nothing. Oh, Before I start screaming. Get out of here! Quick before I start 
return. He returned with a box of roses to beg my forgiveness. He implored my forgiveness. Some things are not forgivable. Deliberate cruelty is not forgivable. It is the one unforgivable thing, in my opinion, and the one thing of which I have never, never been guilty. So we got cut off. Here we go. We got cut off, and so we're talking about Vivian Lee. Now, what's said about her at the AFI is really profound. And it was the 100 years, 100 stars. Um, and uh, when we get to Streetcar Named Desire... And I believe it was Richard Harris who said something very profound about her. Um, If I can find it. The 100 Years, 100 Stars, it was a really great list of these acknowledgments of these actors who were no longer here, you know, and... Okay, I think it's... That older, tougher Bogart. All right. My mother, thank you. And, um... I'm going to show you where Vivian was on the list. This is a really great list to get into the classic stars. this This is how I got into the classic stars. This is, um... I mean... And then you have the stars of today talking about these actors, you know, like James Dean and Elizabeth Taylor and Lillian Gish. And what's interesting is the only one of this list who is still alive is Sophia Loren. So here we go. Here's the 100 Years, 100 Stars, Vivian Lee. In Gone with the Wind, I loved, the, I, you know, I love the fact that there was so much of this back and forth. She wanted him, he didn't want her. He wanted her, she didn't want him. I love that that love play that they had between the two of them. What do you want? I'll tell you, Scarlett O'Hare, you'll take that Southern Belle simple off your face. Someday I want you to say to me the words I heard you say to Ashley Wills. I love you. That's something you'll never hear from me, Captain Butler, as long as you live. You look at Gone with the Wind, Blanche Dubois in Streetcar. You cannot believe it's the same person. A cultivated woman, a woman of breeding and intelligence, can enrich a man's life immeasurably. I have those things to offer. Her Blanche is, I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful portrayal. Desperate, desperate circumstances. Caught in a trap. Help me. Caught in a trap. Those exposed nerve endings. What kind of amazed me about her was the degree of sophistication she had as a young woman. I mean, this extraordinary self-possessed presence. I've got everything. Everything a woman of the world could possibly wish for. So why shouldn't I be happy? Her performance in Gone with the Wind is, is truly a, a work of art. After all, 
So I wanted to play that where Richard Richard Harris says, um, he says, you know, you look at Scarlett O'Hara and Gone with the Wind and Blanche Dubois and Streetcar, you can't, you cannot believe it's the same person, and that's true. That is so true. Also, because it was, oh my goodness, uh, fifteen, thirteen years since she had done Gone with the Wind. That's that's an interesting thing there is you win your second Oscar like 12 or 13 years later. But that doesn't beat Catherine. Hep- Catherine Hepburn broke the record. Catherine Hepburn won her first Oscar, I believe, in 1933 for Morning Glory and didn't win again until 1967 for Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and then 1968 for one of my personal favorites. The Lion in Winter. So Vivian Lee waiting <laughs> like she was from 1939 when she won the first one to 1953 when she won the second one for um, A Streetcar Named Desire. She was in a really great film with an actress that you could say was kind of almost her protege. And that was uh, Elizabeth Ashley. Elizabeth Elizabeth Ashley is this great um, stage actress. She was on um, Evening Shade. And they were in a film together called Ship of Fools in 1965. I have been looking at you, thinking about you for a long time. You never noticed me. Why not? Now you will not kiss me. Why not? Do you want me to say I love you? I never knew what people meant by that word. Say, don't say it. I can't bear the sound of it. Then why did you lead me on during the trip? You never considered my feelings at all, did you? No. I'm sorry for that. Mrs. Treadwell, I am only a third-grade officer on a second-rate ship. But it has given me an opportunity to observe people. I have seen women like you before. 46-year-old women who are still coquettes. They travel on boats often, always searching for something. You know where that searching ends, Mrs. Treadwell? It ends by sitting in a nightclub with a paid escort who tells you the lies you must hear. You are a most mundane, ordinary man. Extraordinary that a man like you should be saying things like this to me. Probably true. I think this evening's festivities have come to an end. I shall be happy to see you to your door. It's quite unnecessary. I'll find my own way. So as you look at Vivian Lee in in Ship of Fools, and then you listen to her and and you realize, okay, her voice has changed, but she still retained that glamour that she always had. She She never lost that, especially in Ship of Fools. Ship of Fools has such a... I mean, it's... 
it's kind of similar to Murder on the Orient Express because you have this ensemble. And I'm trying to think. Yeah, that was her final film, Ship of Fools, directed by Stanley Kramer. She had also allegedly, well, not allegedly, she'd be, she had become involved with the very young at the time, Warren Beatty. Oh, yeah. So Ship of Fools has Vivian Lee, Jose Ferreira, Lee Marvin, Simone Segre. Is that how you say her name? I always, I always said her name wrong. She was in that movie Dobelik. Let's see. Won an Oscar for... um. Was it Separate Tables? Okay. Very, very great French actress. Simone Signore. Simone Signore. Um, Oscar Weiner, uh, Elizabeth Ashley, George Siegel, Jose Greco, Michael Dunn, Dunn uh, Charles Coroven, Heinz Rothman, Lilia Scala. Okay. Oh, okay. She was the nun from um, Lilies of the Field, Lilia Scala. Yeah. Died in her 90s. Um, but yeah, Ship of Fools. Ship of Fools is such a crazy movie. And for that to be Vivian Lee's final film says a lot about uh hollywood and how how we treat our our actresses and the sad thing is what happens when we can't help them and um society throws them away so um but i'm i'm very happy that turner classic movies ha- is is giving vivian this moment and they should they should and um it reminds us of, that's true glamour right there. I mean, now you have influencers on social media and you have that very horrid family that I really don't care for. And so, you know, if you want to see real glamour, and I would say this to my niece and I'd say this to all the young women that I know, if you want to see real glamour, go watch a Vivian Lee film. That is real glamour. Or go watch um, a Dorothy Dandridge film or a Diana Ross film. That is real glamour. That's glamour with a capital G. Not glam where it's been um, it's been shortened. And, and I understand, you know, people are trying to shorten everything, text talk. And I've always had a problem with that because I feel that society has bastardized language you know like rather than say gorgeous people say gorge because they think it's cool no because what if you go to another country and you say gorge they're gonna think you mean oh that big gorge rather than gorgeous yeah we you know so yeah i would say that to the younger generation you want to see real glamour go watch vivian lee Look at pictures of Vivian Lee where she's playing Cleopatra. Okay. That is glamour. That 
and and a lot of that it's not as manufactured as it is today because you look at how she carries herself an example of that is ship of fools ship of fools that's her final film and as you watch that scene she's got the coat on she's got she's still glamorous she didn't lose that she retained it I'm not going to say that, yes, she was older because that's that's such a that's such a fuck you to older actresses. Even to say older actresses, that really is a fuck you. And what Hollywood did to those actresses and threw them away. Betty Davis being one of them. Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, uh, even Shelley Winters. Supposedly Shelley Winters one time had to audition and she figured after two Oscars, she shouldn't have to audition. And she took the Oscars in her purse and pulled them out. So this is my audition. And then Betty Davis took out an ad in a trade paper, um, divorce mother, uh, of, of five or four, I believe. Yeah. So if you look at Vivian Lee and what happened to her and, how Hollywood really didn't take care of her. Hollywood really doesn't take care of anybody because they felt, okay, she's no longer Scarlett O'Hara age. She's no longer that anymore. She's changed. Well, yeah, she has many different layers now. She's a true actress, a true actor and actress... Over time, they develop these layers. You look at someone like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and, oh, God, Helen Mirren and Meryl Streep and, um, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, God, even the late, um, uh, oh, geez, Cicely Tyson and uh, Viola Davis. Those are actresses with layers layers of emotion and layers of experience. So, and even it's still that way in in Hollywood. If you're over 30, you're screwed. And that's why so many actresses go to television. Okay. So back in Vivian Lee's day, television was seen as that's it. It's over. But now... Television is much more cinematic than in film. And you've got shows like Westworld and Game of Thrones and Succession and uh, Hacks. I have to mention Hacks because the the effervescent Gene Smart. Gene Smart actually played Marlena Dietrich on stage. Gene Smart has been around for years. And here she is. She's not. You know, she's not um, that age that Hollywood wants all actresses to stay in. Jean Smart has many layers. And she has this brilliant show called Hacks on HBO. She won an Emmy for it. I I always loved her as Charlene on um, Designing Women. But that's an example right there. So if Vivian Lee were alive today, okay... Vivian Lee would probably be about 109 years old. All right. Uh, she'd probably have her own TV show. 
she would just and she and she'd be like uh I Iris Apfel. She'd be glamorous. Because Vivian Lee she just never lost that up until the end. The same with Marlena Dietrich. Marlena Dietrich at one point wouldn't let people see her. She'd let her daughter see her because she wanted to retain that that beauty. She wanted her public to know her as Marlena Dietrich, not Marlena Dietrich, who was bedridden for 12 years of her, the rest of her, uh, the end of her life until the age of 90. Huh. So, you know, these actresses and these actors, um, they are not shells of their former selves. They're very much alive. They are very much commanding I mean, you look at someone like Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, who's eighty-four years old, he is the I he he is the most senior Oscar winner of this moment. He because he won and he was in his eighties, and he's still working. And it's different. It is different for men than it is for women. Okay. You look at Betty Davis. Betty Davis worked into her eighties. But people saw that as foreign. And so had Vivian Lee continued, I would have loved to have seen her just like do, you know, Dynasty or Dallas. Now, could could you imagine that? Her here she is, you know, this this glamorous actress. She's played she's played Southern Bells before. And she, and and I could just imagine her going toe to toe with Barbara Bel Geddes on on Dallas, where she's playing maybe some kind of cousin who owns a, an oil an oil rig or something or an oil ranch, or even on Dynasty. Could you imagine her going toe to toe with um, uh, Joan Collins? I I've always you know what I remember the eighties all too well. A lot of my friends didn't get to watch Dynasty. I did. Um, I knew what the word bitch was just from seeing Joan Collins and Linda Evans fight all the time with the shoulder pads. So as I say that, I could see I could see Vivian Lee on there because that's about glamour. And Vivian Lee fit that to a T. So to see her go toe to I don't even think Alexis Carrington would hate Vivian Lee if she were on dynasty she would be joining ranks with vivian lee because vivian lee could play really catty characters but at the same time she also could just be in the corner like she did in in gone with the wind in gone with the wind she really was i mean the only friend that she really had was um olivia de Havilland's character melanie wilkes that's the only friend that she really had so she could have just been in the corner by herself. And and that really that's the legacy of these actors. And so wherever Vivian Lee is, we regard you and we revere you and what a, what a prolific actress. I really would have loved to have seen her just continue on. She died far too young and yeah. And so that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I'm, I'm sure that Jason is probably listening, thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, yeah, yeah.
that really is, you know, I really want to tra- travel because I want to, first of all, I want to see his Criterion collection. I'm going to have to round some of mine up. Wouldn't that be, that's going to be a trip because I'd probably just take the train because I would not dare get on an airplane with Criterion. Can you just imagine that? Why do you have all those Blu-rays in your bag? <laughs> or I could just take a picture of them, you know, um... I mean, I, I have some pretty far-out shit that I watch. I watch a lot of crazy shit. From The North Man to Old Henry. That's a really good film. Uh, I do have a, a copy of Gone with the Wind. Um, I have a copy of Cabaret. The Gold Rush. Nosferatu. You name it. And so, that's why I love the... I, I love the classics. That's that's my grandmother's era. That's my grandfather's era. That's my late professor's era. Because I remember one time we were talking about Betty Davis. And she says, you're too young. That's not your era. That's my... And that's, and I'm even I'm a little young for that. That's what she said. And I'm thinking, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And... <laughs> Yeah, that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast on Friday. I mean, yeah. Vivian Lee, an extraordinary actress who was very, very beautiful and showed us that this British actress could just play anything. So it was always unpleasant dreams. Mm-hmm.